Welcome everybody and let's gather around the fire for a story. A story about a moon. The hunger moon of February 2021, which is one of my 12 episodes of full moon stories from last year. February's full moon is called the hunger moon. Its name comes from the Native American Indians. And in the winter times, when food was scarce, dire consequences could come if people hadn't provided. Danger could be lurking for the young, the old, the weak and the vulnerable. The concept of famine and food scarcity is still very real today, but in those days it was even more so. Perhaps a difficult concept for us to understand with modern day technology, with our cookers, with our fridges, with our freezers, and with the global shipment of food around the world. And so I set off at the end of February to nearby Goblin Coombe. The forecast said it was going to be wet and cold. And although I avoided the rain, I walked straight into a minus one chill. Enough for me. And so I took two sleeping bags to keep me warm through the night. Dining out with the hunger moon. From the warmth into the chill, from the light into the dark, from the known into unknowing. I step out with the eyes of an owl, the nose of a fox and sixth sense of a bat, hungry for February's full moon. The moon has yet to rise from its horizon slumbered bed. No street lights hold a candle to the dark laned meander of hedgerow, but starlights reflect the still barren sky in shallow puddles. From somewhere, a melody begins. My pocket murmurs, and the trembling phone ignites a sonic revolution in the peace of night. A friendly voice offers help to my request, beams joyful words of wedding bliss before telling her story of care home struggle, challenge and torment. The voice echoes, bye, 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 and the phone lies in rest. Across the murky car park, I am caught by the searching sensor's eye, throwing me into a pool of fiery watchtower light, before stumbling blindly on into the now intensified dark. From the shadows, I am pitched towards the highway, towards the light stream, towards the soundtrack, as a mirage looms shimmering. Its open door, Welcoming carpet tongue and wafting exotic aromas entice mouth-watering customers with nocturnal temptations into the darkened oasis. The warm current that sweeps along the deserted road lulls for a moment and I cross in silent calm before climbing the gentle dune rise of curb and verge. 
Drifting past foreign voices that pour from the veiled kitchen door, hung with silver cascading chains, I slip unnoticed through a gap into the crepuscular comfort of a fertile field ploughed with surfacing stars. Phone light shines bright in my face, and as I turn away, fleeting shapes ghost across the sky, impeding the stars. Visual after-effects of a hand-held virtual world impinging on the real. And I wonder, have we lost the ability to clearly see what lies at a hand's distance by worshipping what lies in our hand? And I wonder... Have we lost the ability to trust our own perception by deferring to that which has become a substitution rather than an extension of ourselves? And I wonder, have we lost the ability in controlling our all-consuming hand-to-mind, fast-lane, fast-food, cerebral desires by gorging to excess? Along the parallel course of the coombe, the jetting, red-winking, green-flashing, underbellied, metallic monster wields its way towards earthly touchdown without sensing the iron-rich, earthy hints of wild garlic. Climbing higher, I search for the moon, yearning for its quenching glow, and with cyclopic torch upon my head, lighting ground, bush and branch, pronounce that this man with lanthorn dog and bush of thorn presenteth moonshine, for I am the man in the moon, searching this Athenian wood, eager for the reacquaintance of love that slumbers beyond the horizon edge. Impaler sky, above the intense black ridge, stars are skewered on sapling tips, and I trip forward in the dark with my head moon now switched off, with the anticipation of being nourished by the rising light. Day is up and sun is down. Night is out, but no moon in sight. Eyes acclimatising. Woodland smells arising. Sombre leaves are stirring. Distant owls calling. Pathway departing, forest floor crunching, head torch searching, catching gazing eyes, illuminating late night larder shopping for mousy morsel nighttime snacking. Bed spot hunting, hawthorn spike biting, level ground finding, rucksack releasing, and finally, resting.
I set up camp, light a candle, and lean back upon the trunk of a smooth beach to read a Native American Indian tale of a man and a woman who longed for a child. One night, the husband and wife were woken by the howl of a wolf, and over a series of bitterly cold nights, it returned to wake and disturb them from their sleep. When the moon was full, the man and the woman went out and saw a large black timber wolf standing amongst the trees, surrounded by fallen snow. They knew that it was here for a reason, and so the man followed it into the night. The wolf, being quicker, rushed ahead, stopping from time to time, allowing the man, who was a great hunter, to get closer, but never close enough. The chase continued through the night as the snow began to fall, but both wolf and man were up to the challenge. The wind began to howl and blow great flurries of snow, bending laden boughs close to the ground. The snow deepened, the moon strengthened, and the trunk shadows lengthened across the cold, harsh ground. The wolf increased its distance under the forest canopy, but as it reached open ground, the freezing wind began to bite deep, and the hunter following the tracks, noticed that it was now up to its chest and moving slower. Encouraged, he looked to the horizon and seeing the wolf's outline on the ridge, strapped on his snowshoes and began to gain ground. The wolf, still ahead, entered into a dense clump of pines. Out of the wind and under the shelter of trees, the man heard a noise a cry. He walked towards the sound, a human voice, a child crying. And there in the crook of a tree, he saw a bundle of pelts and fur. Reaching up and bringing it down, he gently unwrapped the coverings to expose the face of a baby in the light of the moon. He placed it beneath his jacket and returned to the village. And when he revealed it to his wife, they were speechless with joy. They never heard or saw the black timber wolf again, but the child was given the name Moonwolf, and the tribe promised never to hunt their wolf brother again. As I reach the end of the story and turn off my torch, I close my eyes to meditate on the story's message of human want and hungering need before reopening them to see the new light that is now casting shadows of beech and pine across the dry-leafed forest floor. The hunger moon has risen, climbing with majesty through the tree line to show its lunar face. Stillness of night, moon stripe, light, slumbering breath of rippling coom, orbital moon promenade, quenching the lingering thirst of night. I check my phone, it's just before 10pm, and as I clean my teeth, 
Light waves ripple across the forest floor. A solid ground seems to swim and flow, shift and waver, swing and wander. What? How? What? How? I question my vision, my mind in a flurry, my toothpasted mouth gaping wide. For the monochrome, zebrazone stripes of shaded trunks and moonlit corridors have just swung towards me and then away. Like giant unseen hands pulling up a two-tone carpet, then letting it fall back into place. Like taloned shadows clawing between the luminescence of angels sweeping wings. Settling, bewildered into my bed, my unsettled mind is racing, replaying, debating, bemused, perplexed, confounded, nonplussed, dumbfounded. And as I lay staring up with childish wonder, an open-eyed curiosity seeking clarity, I asked the ever-watchful moon for an explanation. And the reply that arrives greets my ear with a deep and distant sonic boom that rattles and shakes my thrumming, drumming mind without the trace of a plane to be seen or heard in this night's bewildering sky. Surfacing from shallow slumber, I peep through eyelash and mesh, tempted by the nectar of full moon, still hoping for an answer to quiet my searching mind before succumbing to sleep and sinking down into the magic and the mystery of the night. I am stirred by the yelping derision of an owl close by. Hoo-hoo! Hoo-hoo! How dare you lie in my pantry? Further grateful awakenings stir me from sleep to peek once more at the fathomless stars and sailing honeyed moon glowing in an ocean of sky. Six o'clock crows come with raucous wake-up call. Woodpecker knocks on the door of a newborn day and the didgery, didgery, didgery birdsong follows bringing the news of a new beginning. And as we shift and drift towards the light, the invisible moon, now past its zenith, glides and slides in secret waning. As early morning seeps through the half-opened eye of my sleeping sack, I stir to lean against my headboard pine, reaching into my bag to satisfy lingering hunger and celebrate the dawning of another day, another month, 
another season. Later that day, my daughter told me that a meteor had crashed into the earth, somewhere in the southwest, just before 10 p.m. And so our human craving for outer terrestrial activity was satisfied at the hunger moon, as the earth swallowed a rock, spat from the black soup of the night sky. Well, thank you for listening to our second episode. Thanks go to Pommy Harmer for producing, for Mark Smullyan for creating the wonderful soundtrack. And we look forward to joining you again in March for the Worm Moon.